Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning. Welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. I'm your host, Harrison. And on Fridays, we talk about theology, culture, and politics. Now, over the last um, good number of weeks, really, we've been thinking about what are we to believe about a particular subject. We've been looking at what are we to believe about ourselves as a human beings, what are we to believe about the Bible, what are we to believe about God, what are we to believe about the Trinity, and many other uh, aspects of theology uh, in only about three points. Really, it is like um, a, a light reflection on uh, theological subjects. I trust that you have enjoyed this series this far, but if you have any questions or concerns or comments that you would love for us to um, talk about, uh, please do send, send us a WhatsApp message, perhaps on the church phone, and, and we would love to engage on these matters even in greater detail. So today, what are we going to talk about? Well, we'll talk about what are we to believe about the last things or about the Lord's coming. It's a whole area of theology called eschatology, about um, how things are going to be in the last days. And it's a huge uh, field, um, various uh, interpretations around um, how the Lord will come and how many years there will be, whether the kingdom will be here on the earth we are in, or there will be another one. And there are so many things that um, we can actually learn and indeed uh, draw from the Bible as far as um, the Lord's coming is concerned. But today we're going to, as we always do in these uh, episodes on Fridays, we're going to boil it down to the essentials, just the key things that we need to really believe, the things that we hopefully would not disagree with anyone about, the things that every biblical Christian would hold as true. There are a few others, of course, within the wider subject that can be debatable. There are some that we can agree to disagree on, um, but we want to just stay with the essentials. Now, um, what are we to believe about the Lord's coming? Well, I'll say three things and expound on them briefly, and then that will be it for today. So three things that we are to believe about the Lord's coming. The first one is that Jesus will come again. The second one is we do not know when. And the third one is we are living in an age called the last days. So we are living in the last days. Let's begin with the first one, that Jesus will come again. That's an important foundational truth for every believer, to know that Jesus will come again and to hold that as an important truth as taught in God's word, that the Lord indeed will come. I think any believer who um, perhaps is not sure that the Lord will come again might be living a lie. Indeed, the Bible does teach us that the Lord will come again. Come with me to Matthew 24, um, which is like the go-to passage when it comes to um, the Lord's coming, you know, and also in Mark chapter 13. But many other passages we could look at today. But in Matthew 24... Um, we, you know, Jesus has a conversation and he talks about the destruction of the temple 
uh, which um, we know actually happened in history. But he's also talking about an, um, a coming uh, or rather his own return. So from verse 3, as Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And, you know, he then goes on to talk about, you know, these three big things that they are talking to him about, you know, the sign of your coming, the sign of the end of the age, and when will these things be? The disciples are being very, very curious. And he warns them about the many signs that will come, the false prophets and um, deception that will be that will be great. But then towards um, towards the end uh, of this discourse, actually then says verse twenty nine, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heavens will be shaken. Then, verse 30, will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the crowds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four weeds from one end of the heaven to the other. And that's a great assurance that this son of man, Jesus, will return. Perhaps it's also something um, for us to know for sure. The Lord will come. When Jesus was taken up into the clouds uh, in Acts chapter 1, that is when he ascended, um, those who were with him, the, the disciples who were watching that were quite struck really at how he had just disappeared out of sight. They wondered, oh, we might not see him again. But they then get a very reassuring message from um, an angel. Listen to that in Acts chapter 1. We are told, Acts chapter 1, in verse 10, where we get this story of Jesus' ascension, that and while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, Behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. That's, that's a big um, assurance right there that Jesus will come again. It's important for us to Understand that indeed the Lord will come again. At the end of time, at the end of the age, the Lord indeed will appear. I think it's important to know that actually he will come as a judge. He came the first time um, as a savior, but he will come again. And this time he will come to judge. He will come to rescue and indeed to take those who are his to be with him. He will also come to judge those who have rejected his gospel. In Matthew 25, verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. And before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. You see, 
verse 34, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He goes on you know, to, um, to talk about how the judgment will be, that he will say to those on his left, verse 41, Depart from me, you cast into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I mean, he will come for sure, and he will come to bring the kingdom and indeed to unveil and to consummate the kingdom for those who are truly his. But he will also come to judge those who are enemies of his gospel. The second thing that we are to know as believers, or that the Bible teaches us about the last days, and indeed the last things, is that we do not know when. I think it's important for us to appreciate that we do not know. Uh, I think sometimes uh, it has been said over and over again that uh, really real, real knowledge or real growth in knowledge is actually appreciating what you do not know. And one of those things that uh, scriptures has not revealed to us and the Lord did not reveal to us is that actually when um, he will come. You know, he, he says um, in Matthew 24, the passage we were looking at, verse 36, that concerning that day and hour, no one knows. And that's interesting. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man. We do not know when. So people can sometimes speculate and say, uh, this has happened and this sign has been fulfilled or this prophecy has been fulfilled and therefore uh, the Lord will return perhaps this year or the other year. About 10 years ago, we, we had a certain man, American, who was putting up billboards all over Nairobi and was talking about the Lord is coming. I think he, he had estimated it for May 2011. There were billboards everywhere talking about what people are going to do in May I think May 21st or something, the year 2011. Of course, the day came and went. And I think I also heard later on, I think this gentleman later on died himself. I mean, it's been 10 years. And there have been many predictions. You know, some were even saying that the end of the earth will be in the year 2020 or year 2021. Uh, some other followings, some, some other calendars. And, and I think it's good for believers to know that we do not know. You know, there are things that you know that you know, and other things that you do not know, and others that you know for sure you do not even know. And it's one of those that we don't know when. To an anxious church that was perhaps quite concerned about the Lord's return, the church in Thessalonica, Paul writes um, that um, in chapter 5 that, now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. You know, at a time when no one knows, like a thief in the night, that's the illustration that uh, he, he says, uh, he uses, really, that uh, no one really knows that particular time, but just keep busy working and serving the Lord, knowing that for sure uh, he will return 
but we do not know when. And that then means that we need to be those who are working hard, those who are commitment, committed to the gospel, those who are committed to telling others, those who are committed to the urgency of it, because it is actually soon for sure, because that's what it says in Revelation chapter 22, he is actually coming soon, Revelation 22, 7, but we do not know when that will be. What's the last important thing that I think we really need to know that the Bible reveals to us about the last days or the last things is that we are living in an age that the Bible calls the last days. And it's important for us to know that these last days stretch all the way from the Lord's ascension, when the Lord departed, when the Lord um, was taken up in glory, Acts chapter 1 that we have just re um, uh, referred to, and when he will return. It's an age of the church known as the last days. Many people have sometimes accused the first century believers that they thought the Lord will return in their lifetime. And I would say actually it's a, it's a, it's a true accusation. They did live as if the Lord will return. Then they assumed and they actually knew that their lives were in the last days. They were looking forward to the Lord's return in their lifetime. And I actually also want to say that even us, we ought to live with that kind of perspective that the Lord would return in our lifetime. That is because the last days is a stretch of period between when the Lord ascended into heaven and when the Lord will return. Those really are the last days. He speaks um, to the disciples in Matthew 24 with events that they would potentially see themselves in their own living, um, you know, in their own uh, lifetime. That's how Jesus teaches them, and he speaks to them about different things that would happen in their lifetime. But the writer of Acts also picks up um, that language. So, for example, when... Um, Peter stands up to proclaim the gospel. He refers to them to be living in the last days. And he opens that uh, passage from Joel. He applies it to their living experience. So in Acts chapter 2, Peter standing with the 11 in verse 14, he lifts up his voice and addresses them, talking about... Um, uh, in the apostles who, in, and, and the people who had been gathered. And then he say, he quotes from Joel, but this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel, that in the last days it shall be, God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and our old men shall dream dreams. And he goes on to talk about that this outpouring of the Holy Spirit has happened in the last days. The writer of Hebrews again picks up that language in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, talking about that in these last days, God has spoken to us through his Son, which in actual sense then shows that the, the writers of the New Testament knew they were living in the last days. In other words, we shouldn't think that it's now really accelerated that the last days are just these last few years or since the millennium, since the year 2000. No. 
The last days is an age of the church from the time when the Lord ascended to the time that he will come again. In other words, then, you know, all these signs have in one form or another, the ones that we have, we can see in Matthew 24, Mark 13, or elsewhere, 1 Thessalonians 5, they would have been seen in one form or another throughout the age of the church from the times or from the day when the Lord ascended to the day he will return. So that we need to be encouraged and not be those who panic. Yes, Revelation 27 says that the Lord will come soon and that adds to the urgency of the message. That adds to the urgency of us wanting to proclaim the gospel to others. What's then the takeaway? The big takeaway that I would love to say is that because the Lord will come again and because we do not know when he will come and because we are living in that age known as the last days, we ought to be busy encouraging one another, as we are told in 1 Thessalonians 5. We ought to be busy sharing the gospel with others. We ought to be busy bearing gospel fruit. Very important for us to be busy proclaiming the gospel, loving others, encouraging one another with his truth, longing for the Lord's return, and indeed bearing gospel fruit. So what are we to believe about the last things or the last days or even eschatology as a whole? Jesus will come again. You and I do not know when we are living in those last days. Because of that, we are to be busy working while it is still day. For night comes, Jesus thought, and we do not, um, and no one works when it is at night. May God bless you. Thank you for being part of this uh, podcast this far. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Gracepoint Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.